Pastor Xavier Reese and the protection God's commandments provide. God gave the Eighth Commandment because man is a sinner and wayward. We can steal a person's name, reputation by gossip, slander. We can steal the glory of God by depending on ourselves and taking all the glory from God for all the things that He does. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, he says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Thieves, nor covetous, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Thou shalt not steal. One of the Ten Commandments we see violated time after time in nearly every newspaper police blotter section on a daily basis. Not quite the behavior you'd expect to see in someone adhering to the Christian faith, or would you? Well, in our Simple Truth study of this Eighth Commandment, Pastor Xavier has been revealing some of the more subtle ways even the follower of God might be tempted with dishonesty. Let's listen. The Ten Commandments are God's revelation to live life in accord with their holy God. Not so much to restrict the people, but rather to guide them to experience life to its fullest, safeguarding them from enslavement to degeneracy. The Ten Commandments stand high above all moral systems of human history. According to Jewish tradition, they are considered, quote, the pillars of the law and its roots. These basic laws are concise, as you have seen up to this point, comprehensive, saturated with simplicity and incredible depth of value, declaring the very fiber and key to an orderly, civil, and safe society for people. Now, the content of the Ten Commandments are found in legal codes of antiquity and all forms of human government. In particular, the second table that we're in now that man is dealing with all know that murder is wrong. Well, beginning with dishonoring parents, honor your father and mother. It's basic. It's wrong. Murder, adultery, stealing, which we'll look at this morning, false witnessing, coveting. They're all wrong. Yet, it is normal practice for so much of American society. And I think I would be safe to say the world. And so we come to the Eighth Commandment. It simply reads, you shall not steal. The command, again, is in the negative, also recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 19. The first three in the first table of the Decalogue were in the negative. The last... Five are also in the negative, and the eighth commandment, stealing, is the violation of the first three. Stealing before God, idolatry by obtaining another person's property, and taking God's name in vain by taking what is not His. The eighth commandment, stealing, is a violation of the fifth, the ninth, and the tenth commandment, dishonoring parents, being false person, and coveting another person's property. The seventh commandment is one that could be added in the works of the flesh in Galatians. Now, the eighth commandment, notice, prohibits any person from taking anything from anyone that is not rightfully their property. 
The word steal means simply to take away something that does not belong to you. It's real simple, self-explanatory. You don't need Hebrew, Greek, or anything else. This also would include deception or fraud to take advantage of some person or business or property. The law addressed how to deal with thieves. Listen to um, uh, Exodus 22, 2. It says, if the thief is found breaking in and he is struck so that he dies, there shall be no guilt for his bloodshed. Someone came in your home, tried to steal something, and you had to defend yourself for it, and he died, you were free of charges. Today, you have to worry about a thief breaking in your home if he comes in, he's stealing your TV, true case in point, and he's coming down the stairs, and little Johnny left his uh, skate on the stair, and he slipped, fell, broke his leg, went to court, and he sued them and won. This is 15 years ago. It's amazing, the laws. Criminals have more rights than the people. That's one of the problems that's going on in our society as we move from a democracy to socialism and liberalism. Exodus 22, 7 says, If a man delivers to his neighbor money or articles to keep, and it is stolen out of the man's house, if the thief is found, he should pay double. If there was any question, the person going to be found, then they both would go to the, to the uh, priest, and they would go before the Lord, make inquiry, and make a decision. Exodus 22, 8 says, If the thief is not found, then the master of the house shall be brought to the judges to see whether... He has put his hand into the neighbor's goods. And so there were ways by which God already, he knows sinners, he knows what's going on, and he set these laws, and they were objective, absolute laws. It stood as an objective truth. A person can obtain things in limited ways. By working for them, by it being a gift, by inheritance, or by theft. It's the only way you can come into possession of anything. Proverbs 6, 30 and 31 says, People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. In other words, you have no right to take what is not yours even the most basic thing. The Eighth Commandment is a very destructive sin to society, as you know. Stealing destroys the character of the one doing the stealing. Stealing victimizes the one who has worked hard to obtain the object stolen. Stealing is usually not because of need, but because of greed and covetousness. Stealing costs Everyone, because insurance companies pass it down to the consumer. I hope you know that. Stealing raises the cost of goods in stores. And there's an annual estimation, a percentage of what will be stolen, and they already factor that in, and you pay it. Whether it's stolen up to the what's been estimated or more, it doesn't matter. It's included in what you buy already. They're in it for business. They're not in for loss. <laughs> Stealing makes for a very unsafe and dangerous society. It brings moral and social chaos. 
Stealing, for the most part, is done by lazy, dishonest, selfish, greedy, and envious people that care only about themselves without any consideration or respect for a person's honest hard work. Liars and thieves, the worst of the kind. They're kissing cousins. Romans 2.21 says, You therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who teach that a man should not steal, do you steal? He's talking to the Jew. Which many of them, Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees, were thieves. One third of a person's retirement portfolio was stolen by the CEOs and high management of the current Wall Street crisis in 208. They do not believe the Eighth Commandment. You shall not steal. It's theft. The desire and act of stealing is once more evident of the depravity of man, revealing he is not good, but bad and evil at heart. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 says, And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. All of us who are Christians, we did it one time. According to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. Lust means a strong desire. doesn't mean exclusively sex. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. That's God's declaration about man before Christ. On different levels, but we all do it. If we didn't do it in word, in deed, we did it in thought and in heart. That's man's nature. As Christians, we still have the capacity to steal, as you know, and be dishonest, but we equally have the ability to be responsible to not steal and to reveal that we are different. We're honest. As a Christian, you should be the best worker at your work during those eight hours. As a Christian, you should not abuse your breaks, your lunches. If you do, you're stealing from your employer. You shouldn't witness on the job those eight hours. Do it on your break. Do it at lunch. Do it before work. Do it after work. Real simple. As a Christian, you should not take anything from your work that doesn't belong to you. We've all heard, well, you know, hey, they're a bunch of thieves anyway. They make so much money. They don't pay me enough. We have to rationalize why we do the evil things we do, right? As a Christian... When a clerk makes a mistake to give you uh, more change than is coming to you, you should call attention to that and say, you know, you gave me $5 too much. I've actually almost gotten in a fight over that because I'm telling the dumb kid, you gave me $5 too much, and he got offended that he would make a mistake. I said, your drawer's going to be short tonight. But it didn't matter to him. The fact was that he doesn't make mistakes. When you buy something and you break it, don't take it back and tell them it was broken. Be honest. Ephesians 4.28 says, Let him who stole steal no longer, 
but rather let him labor working with his hands with what is good and that he may have something to give to him who has need. Now we're benevolent. Now we want to be sensitive. We want to help others. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Contentment. Ooh. People don't even know what that word is. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's talking to you as a Christian. You be careful you don't get sucked in by the greed or rationalize stealing. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. First Timothy six six. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Live where you're at, not where your neighbor is. <laughs> the interpretation of the commandment is the condemnation of a thief. Notice. Now we have the protection of the commandment. The Eighth Commandment serves to give a person the confidence that a society will not be permissive when it comes to stealing. That's a protection, great protection. They can work and receive the benefit of their labor. They can be assured that those in authority will act on their behalf. This is the confidence, the peace of a society, you understand? To investigate the crime against them, to pursue the thief, to protect the innocent and prosecute the thief. When things start turning around, it's a very unsafe society. The people have no confidence in the authority. The Eighth Commandment serves as an incentive that it is worthwhile to work hard being diligent to live with one's, within one's own means, being frugal and planning to obtain other things, being able to feel secure in one's home. The Eighth Commandment serves as having the right to own property without fear of it being taken away at will or force. That's one of the reasons why we have the amendment that gives us the right to possess arms as Americans. It was to protect the Americans against the English army and the government that was established so that soldiers would not be housed in the house of the colonists. And then when they established the American government to protect the people from the government itself, they were establishing, you understand? Those in authority have become very permissive in the amount of graffiti. Let's get practical. Talk about stealing. By the official authorities not dealing with adequate consequences, it's permissive. Make them pay for the repairs, the property. And for repeated offenders, they should do some good long time. By the way, graffiti is not an American phenomenon. I was over in Portugal this year, no more in Spain. It's all over there. It's in Israel. Listen, I was in the jungles of Cancun, up in the pyramid, and they had to close it off because people were graffitiing it. Artwork? You got brain damage. 
no respect for private property by the vandalism that goes on, defacing property. It's the last stages of a decadent society, no respect for private property. Study your history. By educational institutions and people of influence declaring that graffiti is an art form expressing their right. Well, why don't you go graffiti your mama's house? Then your cousin's. Then your own. Let's see how they like it. The lax attitude towards skateboarders is appalling. We're talking about stealing. This is our subject, ladies and gentlemen. They care less that you pay thousands of dollars for that beautiful planner or that brick wall. They'll destroy it. In fact, if you call attention to it, they say, what? What, old man? Found some kids here right off this wall, the little wall we have there. I saw them through the door. They're, they're waxing it up all that. I go, hey, what are you doing? What? Is this your wall? No. Don't you think it's wrong? No. <laughs> Amazing. Proverbs 30, verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are like swords, whose fangs are like knives to devour a poor, the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Then, of course, if you claim an insurance claim, then your insurance goes up, right? Or they cancel you. I mean, whatever happened to insurance companies? They're only good if you want to pay them, but not to collect from them, which is another form of stealing. But we're busted all the way around, ladies and gentlemen. The worthless attention that is given to car thieves by the media is disgusting. They should not put them on TV for their friends to celebrate it. They should have to pay every dollar back to that hardworking person who they stole the car from. And the damages to public property. Every dollar. And you don't get out of jail. They used to have debtor's prison. You didn't get out of prison until you paid the debt. It worked. Well, that's not fair. No, that's not fair. That's just. And when they steal a car and run from the cops, if someone gets killed, they should receive the death penalty. It's real simple. It's not brain surgery. Ecclesiastes 8.11 says, Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set on them to do evil. The fault falls on those who are in the official capacity to protect us and to oversee the laws of the land. They have failed. Then we the people are receiving the consequences. The theft that goes on in cyberspace and fraud is horrendous. Breaking into bank accounts and stealing all of a person's money. One time somebody broke in my bank account. And on my Wamu bank account that I used to have over in New York. And they got a hotel and they put a couple of porno movies on my, on my, on my checking account. I go, I wasn't even there. What are you talking about? So I had to verify I wasn't there and all that. It's ridiculous. Stealing of credit cards and account numbers. And charging up hundreds and thousands of dollars is out of control. Identity theft is common as a person assumes your identity 
fraudulent charges, purchases, even open up businesses. They use your Social Security number. I don't give any of my Social Security. You go to the dentist, stuff like that, they want to, I say, you don't need my license, you don't need nothing. You need my name, my address, and that's it. You don't need my number. Proverbs 20, verse 23, diverse ways are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. Dishonesty is stealing. The believer, then, is to be an example of work and benevolence, then. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 15, Paul the Apostle, listen to him as he goes, he writes to the Thessalonians, and you know when he went there, he was there only three weeks, a lot of persecution. Paul gives the basic principle first in verse 6. But we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to tradition which you have received from us. He gives them the example of providing for his own needs by working. He says, for this you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat any man's bread free of charge, but work with labor and toil night and day that we might not be burdensome to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but because we make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. Paul worked when he went anywhere. He built tents, remember? Then in verse 10 he says, Paul reminds them of what he taught them. For even when we were with you, we command you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. There's a place for benevolence. But when people don't work, they don't eat. It's a Christian principle. New Testament, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 11 through 15, Paul gives his counsel. Listen. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now, those who are such, we command and exhort through the Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, so he tells them, you know, make these lazy guys work. But then he also deals with the fact that we get a little callous, a little funky. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. So in other words, there are legitimate people we need to help. So don't get callous against everybody. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed, yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Good counsel. God gave the Eighth Commandment because man is a sinner and wayward. We can steal a person's name, reputation by gossip, slander. We can just go on and on this morning. Genesis 6, 5 nails it. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. That was before the flood. It didn't change after the flood. We can steal the glory of God by depending on ourselves and taking all the glory from God for all the things that he does. Listen to what Paul says about stealing. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, he says, he tells the Corinthians, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Thieves, nor covetous, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God, he says in that list. Hmm. The protection of the commandment is by punishing a thief. And so the eighth commandment, you shall not steal through this threefold perspective kind of lays it out for us very, very clear. The proclamation of the commandment is to expose the thief. The interpretation of the commandment is the condemnation of the thief. 
and the protection of the commandment is by punishing the thief. Real simple. You shall not steal. Four words in the English. How profound. How powerful. How protective. Pastor Xavier Reese with a compelling message today, focusing in on the eighth commandment: "You shall not steal." Drawn from our continuing series in the Book of Exodus. Now, just before we close, let me quickly mention that copies of today's study titled "The Social Right of Ownership" are available on CD for just four dollars, and this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. And the title to ask for once again is "The Social Right of Ownership," or you can mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing "Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California 91107," or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is "Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California 91107." And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more simple truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com